Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. We didn't pop our pussy today, but maybe... Just maybe we'll pop up and see tomorrow. Love and kisses. On this episode of the Commercial Break. They are literally shimmying and shaking this casket trying to get these straps out from under it. To the point where one of the guys had to go into the grave. Oh, no. He was leaning. One guy was holding his feet. And he was down in the grave. Hanging by his feet. And the guy was trying to get the strap. (laughs) It was awful. Awful. This is out of a movie. And you could hear the cantor going, oh, Oh, dear God. (laughs) The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Cats and kittens, welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is the director of therapeutic ketamine services, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe, wherever you may be listening. Maybe you're in the Hamptons, or Palm (laughs) Beach, or Palm Beach, or the Hamptons. I hope you are. Chrissy and I can only think of two luxurious places in the world. Palm Beach and the Hamptons. <laughs> Maybe you're at a party right now in the Hamptons, chilling out with your ketamine bombs. Yeah. I saw that. I was telling this story, and I just had to pop on air real quick to, to share this story. I got, I've shared this story on the commercial break, and I'm not. I'll, you can go back and try and find this episode. But Chrissy and I one time attended a birthday party where the birthday, <laughs> the husband of the birthday girl got a limousine like but you know one of those big buses that's a limousine that's got the disco ball in it and, you know everyone packed bus. in there party bus everyone met at a restaurant and then the party bus came and picked us up and took us to the, the most the fanciest strip club in all the land called the cheetah here in atlanta it's expensive they have a five-star restaurant whatever that means a five-star restaurant alluvia. In the yeah alluvia volvolvia <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't eat at, at strip clubs. It's just, it's just a general rule that I have. I don't care how many stars you have. Um, but it's a lovely... Stri- it's our, a lo- our, our old co- cohorts from the station used to eat there. Oh, yeah. Our, the, uh, the IT guy used to go there every <laughs> yes. afternoon for lunch. Uh, he'd always invite... I told that story, too. He's yeah. always invited. Uh, yes. But so we go there, and there's one gentleman that we had never met in our entire life. A bunch of people we didn't meet, but uh, we didn't know. But one gentleman... He had a British accent, and he was friends of a friend, and he came, and he's the most lovely human being. But the longer the night went on, the more twisted everybody got, because there was lots of narcotics running around. Mostly Colombian marching powder, but I think there was some ecstasy involved, too. I didn't take it, but I think he did. Yeah, I think he did, for sure. And by the end of the night, he was following me around like a puppy dog, (laughs) saying things like, You're amazing the way you walk through a room. 
Women want to be with you. Men want to be you. It's amazing, Brian. You don't realize the power you have. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I got power because I got a bunch of $1 bills in my pocket. This has nothing to do with me. I also happen to have the bag of cocaine that everyone's following me around with. So they literally took the doors off the bathroom stalls of the cheetah because Brian was in there. Oh, Brian's here. Got Brian Green walking through the door. Take the stall, take the doors off the stalls. So this guy was walking around the whole night like a puppy dog, telling me how wonderful I was. It was he was like a fluffer. He was just running around fluffing me up the entire time. But he was so nice. The guy was lovely. We it just yes. we, everyone fell in love with him because he was so nice and it was genuine. He was just way fucked up. <laughs> Really funny. Yeah. The next day when we were thinking about it. We like, oh, my God. We were cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a beam of light comes from the sky and follows you around. Literally, the universe is your spotlight, Brian. The universe. You have the power of a star right in your penis. <laughs> it's all about the universe. There's light coming from your penis. <laughs> Women can see it. The men want to be it. I don't know. It's amazing. <laughs> Anytime someone's that nice in a British accent, you can't help but be no, fall in love. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to love them, too. So follow up on this guy. So <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of keep up with him on Facebook. But, you know, I, I don't really know the guy all that well. We spent actually, one night with him. One night with him. <laughs> and everybody became Facebook friends because Facebook was a thing yes, back then, yeah. 12 years ago or whatever. <laughs> and I just noticed maybe a month or two or three ago. I noticed he started, pictures of his started popping up. You know, the algorithm all of a sudden decided to tell me how miserable my life was and how wonderful his <laughs> right. life was. Well, that's yeah. the point of social media. <laughs> right. So he's got a new girlfriend. And I, I don't know what they're doing. They're in the Hamptons at some party, like connecting with their ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> doing ketamine. Yeah, through woodwork and ketamine. I don't know. <laughs> through mud, clay sculpting and ketamine. I'm picturing drum circles underneath this, this moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it mohawks with feathers. Oh, yes, you know yes, that. Yes. <laughs> mohawks with feathers, shirts off, kilts everywhere. Is most some, most people are just naked. It's a whole it's a whole scene going on there, and I just am like, oh wow, that's not, that looks amazing. But he is with the most beautiful woman you have ever seen in your entire life. I of mean, this course. girl's right out of a magazine, and she's young too, and, and he's young also. But she's young, and I'm like, wow, amaze balls. <laughs> Like apparently, he I a, he took a, a, a page out of page your right book. out of my book. That's yeah. right. He had light coming from his penis, mm-hmm. and he attracted this <laughs> star of a human being into his life. And I thought, good for him. Like, wow, what a you know, he was kind of this like puppy dog like character that ran around just fluffing everybody up. And now he's his own man, and he's doing his own thing. He's got a beautiful what I think is girlfriend because they're in multiple pictures, and you know, in various states of PDA uh, or undress. whatever. Yeah, and undresses for sure. <laughs> But then a couple of days afterwards, I noticed that he's also got pictures of him making out with guys on his Facebook. So I'm like, oh, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> Everything's fluid. Everything's fluid. And that's awesome. I think mm-hmm. it's lovely. Yes. I, I just am happy that the guy is happy. And he seems to be like a little bit of a power player in this little group he's got going on. You know, and they're all hanging out at the Hamptons. <laughs> power player. A power player in this, you know, party in the woods group we yes. got. But they're... Unlike elevated the, it. Yeah, unlike the party in the woods that's, you know, on somebody's old car lot here in Atlanta that turned it into a the gas dump. station. The dump, the dump, the dump, the dump, dump, dump. Uh, they're actually in the Hamptons right. at a multi-million dollar piece of property where their doctors are showing up and just feeding them narcotics and IVing them every morning to get them rehydrated. Yes. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, and I thought to myself, wow, good, good for them. But then in a flashback conversation I was just having, I realized I kind of put two and two together about something. Of the friend that we got connected through originally, us and this guy, this British fluffer dude, we'll call him the British fluffer. Yeah. Us and this British fluffer, the friend, my good friend that we got connected to, about a year into the pandemic, he calls me up and he's like, this is awful, man. I'm, I know it's <laughs> terrible. We have to get together the brother energy. And I'm like, anytime he says that, I always, I always get a little <laughs> yeah. nervous, but I'm like, oh, okay, the brother energy. <laughs> no. We got to howl at the moon. We got to grab our yeah. groins. We got to touch our loins. We got to connect with cocks, you know, cocks <laughs> with cocks. We, we got to be brothers. We got to be men. We got to be fathers. We got to be responsible for those around us, blah, blah, blah. In the most non-chauvinistic kind of way, the most yeah. loving kind of way, he's saying this in, in these, these men <laughs> retreats that he would put together were awesome and, and wonderful and all this. But 
he starts convincing me that I'm going to go to this. But Astrid is pregnant at the time, and I'm kind of on the fence about it. And then I finally decide, okay, I'm going to do this. It's two days. We'll test. You know, it's middle of the pandemic. I'm like, we'll test and we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> as further information comes out about this gathering, what I realize is that he starts talking about it. My friend sex to me, and he's like, don't worry, man. This is going to be awesome. You know, where else can you can brothers touch brothers with <laughs> without fear of repercussion? And I'm like, I don't know. Soho? <laughs> sure. Midtown Atlanta? I think there's lots of places where brothers can touch brothers without fear of repercussions. It's 2023, dude. But, the, you know, he's like, I just want to give a, a hug, like a good bear hug to my brothers without a shirt. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Me too. But you're saying it kind of creepy, dude. You got to back off that a little bit. You trying to convince me to come or not come? I'm not sure. And then he says, our British fluffer friend is going to be there. And I was like, oh, okay. I can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all tied up. Is his girlfriend going to be there? No? Okay. <laughs> they didn't end up having the retreat in the way in which they intended. It was just a couple guys that got together and went down to Panama City for the weekend. <laughs> Pretty sure it was just a lot of booze and cocaine. But <laughs> Actually, I went to that, so I know. It was, it was just a lot of booze, actually. A lot of children and booze. But it ended up being a, a much smaller event than than he, than he yeah. had planned. But it, it was it, it looked lovely. I mean, all, all those things. But I just can't stop thinking about this guy <laughs> running around behind me in the cheetah, talking about how got girls want to be with you, men want to be you. It's amazing. You're amazing. I know. You're incredible, that Brian Green. Awesome. Brian Green. It's <laughs> even your name is stoic and majestic. <laughs> it's like you're a cock rising from the loins. I uh, I wish him nothing but love. I think he's awesome. Yes, he made an impression on us for sure. <laughs> you know, nothing like getting getting together with a, a, a little gathering to celebrate life and, and positivity. And I agree with it. I'm down with it, 100%. You know, we make fun of a lot of that spiritual bullshit here on the on the commercial break. Well, it's the an truth easy is, target. It's an easy target. And the only <laughs> but reason it's also true. We the, love it. That's right. Yeah. The only reason I can make fun of it is because I understand <laughs> it. We I've do. been there. And I'm able to cut the shaft from the way because I've been there. I know when someone's singing me a fucking song and dance, and I know when someone's trying to actually genuinely connect with themselves or with others around them. And it just seems like YouTube is not the place <laughs> where you go to do that. Just share it. I don't know. But I just, I sense that that's not the place to go to do that. But then there's the other kind of gathering where you go to celebrate life, and it's not because of all the wonderful reasons you thought. It's because someone passed away. Oh, no. And unfortunately, our good dear friend, my mom's longtime boyfriend, Irving, (gasps) passed away. Oh, no, I didn't know Yeah, he did last week. Irving. Poor guy. Was it Irving or Irving? It's Irving. Okay. But no one says the G, so it's (laughs) Irving. Irvin. Swerving Irvin. Swerving Irvin. (laughs) He's not a basketball player. Uh... (laughs) He's not Irvin Johnson. He's <laughs> Irving Johnson. Irving. But Irving was a wonderful old he was, man. He, wasn't he just was. I never a, met him. But he was generous to a fault. He gave me the Finster thing, didn't he? He did. He gave me the, yeah, the Finster. piece of art. The, the is it called Finster? Is yeah, it called Finster, Finster is the artist. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, he was an artist. He loved artists. He loved artists. He got a chance to listen to the commercial break one time, said he didn't understand it, but good for me. <laughs> it's not for everyone. And he really loved my mom, and my mom really loved him. But when it came to his funeral, there was, it was a comedy of unfortunate error. <laughs> oh, no. So let me share, because that's, of course, what I think Irving would have wanted. Having not understood the commercial break one bit and only listened to three <laughs> minutes of one episode, I think he would have wanted this. Yes. Hey, yeah, excuse me. Uh, I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. I'm just kidding. It's me, Christina, producer for the commercial break. And I just wanted to interrupt for a quick sec to remind you that tcbpodcast.com is the place to go to find all of our audio and video. And of course, to beg you to go to Apple and leave us a positive review. Positive. And if you go to tcbpodcast.com, you can get a free 21 EPM sticker. Just go to the website, click contact us, tell us you want a sticker and give us your physical address. And we're in business, baby. You can also text us at 855-TCB-8383. That's 855-TCB-8383. And give us your questions, comments, concerns, and content ideas, please. 
Add us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. Brian's really trying to keep up with the youths, so give us a follow. You know you wanna. If you're into videos, go to youtube.com slash The Commercial Break and see fully edited episodes the same day they air over here. As always, please support our sponsors by going to their websites and buying their products. And don't forget to use our specialized URLs because that's how we keep things moving here at TCB. So let's listen to those sponsors and then we'll be back to this episode of The Commercial Break. This episode is sponsored in part by Nutrafol. We just did a Frankie B episode about hair loss and hair thinning and all the crazy things and drama he's going through. But hair thinning is not just a Frankie B problem. It will actually affect over half of us throughout our lifetimes. And it's not only common, it's actually pretty normal. But now we can join thousands of people and Frankie's hair follicles who are standing up for their strands using Nutrafol. I'm actually experiencing a little bit of this on top of my own noggin. And I often wonder, is the stress causing the thinning or is it the other way around? But Nutrafol addresses key root causes through a whole body approach to hair health. And that's why so many people are doing something about their hair thinning and hair loss with Nutrafol. Thinning hair happens to both men and women. And Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas to provide exactly what your body needs to grow hair based on biology, age, and other lifestyle factors. So everyone, it's time to take the first step toward visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the code TCB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TCB. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TCB. Address your thinning hair at the root calls. Let Nutrafol help you. Nutrafol.com, using the promo code TCB. And thanks to Nutrafol for being a sponsor of The Commercial Break. Happy to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Harry's. Astrid and I had an opportunity to shoot off for a couple of days and relax without the children, and in an effort to reduce our irritation level, we decided to only use carry-on bags. When we got to the hotel, I noticed that my 5 o'clock shadow was a 9 o'clock shadow, and I was without my Harry's razor. Luckily for me, the nice gentleman at the front desk gave me a plastic disposable razor that then promptly cut up my entire neck. By the end of the weekend, I had a full neck beard because I refused to use that razor again. I shave on almost a daily basis to make sure I look my best on camera for my wife and so I don't give rug burn to my children when I hug them. I've been using Harry's razors for over five years now. I never have to worry about refill cartridges. They show up right at the front door or I can buy them at many different locations and the handle is heavy, sleek, and beautiful. Nothing excites me quite like getting a new Harry's razor handle. I also use their shaving cream and some of their skin products. I swear by this razor. I've been using Harry's for a long time. I've even gotten some friends and family members to use their subscription service and I have not heard a complaint yet. A good clean shave makes you feel great and you know your partner's going to be excited when you're on fleek with that tight chiseled jawline accented by a good clean shave. So get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razor and skincare products. You can get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash tcb. That's harrys.com slash tcb for a starter set. Do yourself a favor. Get a good clean shave with a great razor from harrys.com slash tcb. That's harrys.com slash tcb. And thanks to Harry's for being a sponsor of the commercial break. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. 
I'm Tank Sinatra. And I'm Investigator Slater. And together we co-host a podcast called Psychopedia, which is a true crime podcast infused with comedy, making it a crimedy. Each week, Investigator Slater brings us a wild and thoroughly researched true crime case. I'm here to digest it all and react just like you probably are right there on the other side of the microphone. Somehow, I've got to present each case with the detail and respect it deserves, while also cracking up at Tank's perfectly timed humor and thought-provoking questions. Listen to and follow Psychopedia on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Irving uh, passed away on Tuesday. And by the way, he had been sick for a long time. So this was coming. This was, um, you know, this is one of those cases where you say, well, thank God he's not suffering anymore. Yes. Um, and he was an older gentleman. He was 90. So he wasn't a spring chicken. Uh, it wasn't unexpected, but it was sad nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my mom calls me on Tuesday, I think it is. Hi, Brian. Hi, mom. You remember Irving? No, mom, I don't know Irving. Of course I know Irving. He's from New York. Okay, mom, I get where he's from. And she goes, just to tell me where someone's <laughs> <I know>. from. <laughs> and so I, I go, oh, I knew what the call was about the second she called and told, asked, you know, if I had remember Irving, remember Irving, that's all we've been talking about for three years. So I say, yeah, mom. Well, he died last night in his sleep. Oh, mom, I'm so sorry to hear that. Are you okay? Yeah, I am. I'm just here watching some QVC. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, no. That's nothing like healing your wounds with QVC. <laughs> Listen, honey, can you come to the funeral? I guess, you know, I, I don't know if I'm like fit in the funeral category. I might fit in the send a text message to family members and let them know that I'm sorry for their loss. But I don't know that I'm like funeral material, right? And what I mean by that is when I have a funeral, when I'm dead, when I'm long and gone, don't have a funeral. Just have a big fucking party. Cremate me, have a party. Throw my ashes in, you know, (laughs) chop up my ashes and snort them. (laughs) In a party bus. (laughs) In a party bus on the way to the cheetah. That's right. (laughs) I don't want any sadness. Don't don't get all gloom and doom. It happens to everybody. But... Irving is Jewish and they don't, cremation is not a thing. So he's going to be buried in this very large cemetery here in Atlanta, very famous, very large cemetery here in Atlanta. But I don't know that I'm qualify as the circle of people who you would show up to a funeral. When I have a funeral, please don't let it be like my last bachelor party where literally strangers got invited (laughs) because they needed to fill seats at the table. (laughs) That's how boring I have become. But I just didn't think that I needed to show up to the funeral. But after some prodding and my twin brother, Kevin, we decided, okay, let's go to the funeral. It's the least we could do for my mom. For your mom, yes. For my mom. <clears throat> we knew Irving. We didn't know him that well because we, you know, we only spent a little bit of time with him. So Friday afternoon, I, Friday morning, I get up. By the way, it's 100. And this was your thing. This is my thing. Friday. Yeah, Friday. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's 112 degrees outside yes, here is. in Atlanta, it's like it so is hot. everywhere else. The world is literally boiling, and Atlanta was always boiling in the first place. Now it's just extra boiling. But it's 112 degrees by 10 a.m., and I decide I'm going to wear a short sleeve shirt and a pair of slacks with uh, dress, casual dress shoes, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just too hot to wear a suit. And, you know, as much as I love the fact that Irving loved my mom— 
I don't know that wearing a black suit to this particular funeral is the thing that I need to do. I'm showing up, so let me wear something where I'm at least not going to be dying of a heat stroke in the middle of this cemetery. So we get to the cemetery. There is absolutely no one standing anywhere to tell us where to go, and the cemetery is like three and a half miles deep. Yeah. So Kevin finds this space. He drops a pin. I say, okay, bud, I'm going to be there in like 15 minutes. My mom tells us to be there at 11 a.m. or 10.30 a.m., at 10 a.m. for a 10.30 service. Well, I know what that means is that my mom wants me to talk to all of the friends that she's got there <laughs> right. to keep them company for the 30 minutes while before the service starts. I'm not playing that game. Homie <laughs> doesn't play that game. I'll be there at 10.15. <laughs> so I show up at 10.15. I follow the pin to where Kevin is, and it is a scene right out of a movie. There is a large green tent uh, sitting over some chairs, 12 mm-hmm. chairs. And Kevin, it's 10.15. The service starts at 10.30. Kevin is the only person that is sitting there besides the cantor, the Jewish cantor, and two of the guys that I can only assume had dug the hole where Irving was going to be buried. Irving is sitting over the hole with the machine, that the straps that lower you down into the ground, right? The lower-er, whatever you call it. He's sitting there in like a pine wood box. <laughs> the lower Yeah, the lower er. What is that thing? I don't know. It's a, I don't know, a grave <laughs> elevator. A casket. casket it's a casket pulling. escalator. Yeah. <laughs> so the casket escalator is sitting there and uh, it's in fr- a little bit in front of the uh, yes, green tent. I've been to the fu- a funeral before like that. When you put a dark green tent, under the sun, when it's 112 degrees, do you know what you're really doing? You're attracting more fucking heat is what you're really doing. Yeah. So now the, the green tent, underneath the green tent, is an absolute sauna <laughs> oh, at 10.15 in the morning. Kevin is wearing a full three-piece suit, suit, and he is drenched. <laughs> I mean, he's just like the water's pouring out of his forehead. Oh, and I'm like, so I, walk, I park the car, I walk up. It's, it's like, I, let's call it maybe... 50 feet, 30 to 50 feet, this gravesite is 30 to 50 feet off the road. So I park on the road. I walk the 30 to 50 feet under the tent. I'm like, hey, bud, what's going on? Kevin's got flowers in his hand, right? And he's like, ah, I don't know. I'm just waiting here. The cantor comes up and says, oh, you must be Vicky's son. And I'm like, well, now, if the cantor who's about to hold this service <laughs> already knows by name the people who are going to attend, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a well-attended event. Chrissy, I shit you not. Irving. <laughs> Irving's son, my mom, Kevin. That's it. Wow. It is literally three of us that are not related to Irving that are there. The can't, so, so okay, it's not 10.15, now it's 10.30, yeah. right? And I'm certain no one's going to show up now. I look at Kevin, I'm like, dude, are we going to be the only ones here? And he's like, I don't know, bro, I guess so. Yeah. So the canter can over here. Who did your mom come with? The son. Oh, with the son. She but I'll get to that son. in a second. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> So the cantor's standing there. She's also melting in, in all various forms and fashion. Her, her makeup is literally running off of her face. Yeah. And she can overhear us talking about whether or not she's going to come. She goes, oh, well, I, I just think there's going to be a few of us here. And don't worry. This won't take long. 10 or 15 minutes. We're going to say a couple of Hebrew prayers. I'm going to sing a Hebrew song. And then we'll be done. Right? It won't take long. They have two speakers and a microphone set up. <laughs> two speakers and a microphone. Who the fuck are we talking to? I can hear you just fine. There's only two of us here. She's right there in front of us. But there is a microphone and two speakers. No fans, but speakers. Uh, right. Maybe I could replace the speakers with fans. fans that yeah. would be great. So now I'm sweating. So now everybody's sweating. I got butt sweat. I got ball sweat. I got arm sweat. It's I got everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm, I'm wearing gray slacks. They are now dark gray slacks because they are wet everywhere except for my knees. Right? I mean, literally, it looks like I pissed myself. And I'm like, holy fuck. 10.30, 10.40, I'm like, geez, where is mom and Irving's son? <laughs> so the canter steps in and she goes, hey, listen, I, I heard from them a little while ago. They're just running a little bit late. The limousine that picked her up, picked them up is running late. And I'm like, the, the limousine? My mom can't walk without a walker. How did she get into a limousine? <laughs> yeah. But I'm thinking, oh, when she says limousine, she must mean like an Uber black, right? Something my mom could step up into or, or you know, sit <laughs> yeah. down in or whatever. No. Chrissy, 1050, 10.55, 11.05 roll around. Oh, no. Now we have been there for an hour. And I am <laughs> not kidding you. They had covers on the seats. The covers are now 
sound like wet towels when you sit down on them. They have little things of Kleenex that they put on the on the seats, and I've gone through two of them, two these things, these bags of Kleenex already, just wiping wiping my forehead. (laughs) So the Cantor then says, "Oh, the phone rings." Cantor picks it up, and then she says, "Oh, they're here. They'll be here. They're they're running in the front. They're coming in the front door right now." And I'm thinking to myself, thank God, let's get this fucking thing over with. I mean, God bless or Irving, yeah. you know, he, he must be hot. Even Irving's <laughs> bet, feeling the heat. I bet he was. <laughs> poor Irving. I thought to myself, <laughs> poor Irving. He's in that box just dying, but he was already dead. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so out of nowhere, you could see rolling down the hill, weaving his way through this thing, is a stretch limo, a Lincoln stretch limo from 1992. <laughs> no. With the V-shaped <laughs> antenna on the back of it and the everything. The TV? That yes! was the TV yes! antenna. <laughs> Remember, we were just talking yes. about this on the show. My mom and, this, and Irving's son literally got picked up in a stretch limousine. So the stretch part of a package. That's what they said. <laughs> they said that Irving's first wife had planned the funeral, and this was according to her wishes. Apparently, she ordered the limousine when they were married in 1990, <laughs> and that's exactly what picks them up. The 1990 limousine. I'm not even oh kidding you. Oh, my God. You. She'd already, like, prepaid for it? Or I something? don't know. I thought to myself, what? His first wife? He's had three. His first wife planned his funeral? She hated him. She hated him. So I'm like, poor Irving. He's been tortured by this woman for his entire life. So limo. She liked his <laughs> so limo shows up. We're all like, "What?" Limo pulls up. <laughs> limo driver gets out. Little old lady. Little old lady. I mean, the lady bought the limousine back in 1990. <laughs> She's still driving it to this day. Oh, she was the chauffeur? She was a chauffeur. She must have been 90 years old. I mean, she must have been. And she was the cutest old lady, but she like jumps out. She's like, so sorry, so sorry, we're late. And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's okay. He's, He's not going He anywhere. doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Brian with the jokes. I'm doing an episode of the commercial break now. I've lost my ever-loving mind. <sighs> Opens the door, and my mom is literally stuck in the backseat. Oh, no. We can't get her out. Poor thing. My Papa Joe, he can't get in and out of cars no. either with the knees. And the how things. did he crawl? Yeah. I, I was like, how did they, what did they literally just push <laughs> her ass in there? Shoved yeah. Her. Shoved her onto the floor. <laughs> just, I just heard this noise like, <laughs> like oh they're just squeezing her in. So now there's now you've got the two maintenance guys who have just dug the hole for Irving, the canter, me and Kevin, and the limo driver all trying to yank my mom. Oh out of my this god! Thing. The entire limousine <laughs> is rocking back and forth, and we're like, okay, heave, ho, heave, ho. So we get my mom out. She's on her walker, and she can't. There's she's still got another fifty feet to travel on a slope of grass downhill. Oh. So I'm like, wait, 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 wait. wait." He saw this where this is going. Yeah, we don't need her rolling into the grave. (laughs) Like, we don't need her falling and then just rolling into the grave. Let's think about this for a second. Can we get her a chair and an umbrella out here? But there's a golf cart sitting there. There's a person from the, the... the cemetery is sitting in a golf cart. So I'm like, quick thinking. I'm like, should we just use the golf cart? Like, can mom, can you get on the golf cart? And then let's just pull the golf cart closer to the thing. Right. So that's what happened. So then it's a whole nother uh, feat of miracles to get my mom onto this golf cart. And the lady drives her ever so slow down toward this green tent. It's on a slope pointing toward Irving, right? From the limousine down toward Irving. Okay. So the lady starts driving the golf cart very slowly up up over the curb, you know, bump, bump. My mom oh, almost yeah. falls out, yep. of course. And then she's driving it slowly toward the green tent. The lady does not apply the brakes, and the thing just rolls right into the tent and into the chairs. No. I'm not even kidding you. The tent's moving with the golf cart. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And the lady doesn't know she's not putting that foot on the brake. So the thing's just rolling downhill, taking the chairs with it. Oh, my God. So finally, we're like, let's just move the chairs out of the way. We'll just put the golf cart under the tent. Yes. 
So now you've got a tent with two loudspeakers, a canter that's standing in the sun. Me and Kevin, we move all the chairs out of the way, except for three, for Irving's son, me and Kevin. And then mom is sitting behind us in a golf cart under the tent. (laughs) Crying, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So I'm already like, oh, God, please let this go quickly (laughs) for the sake of all involved. Let's just get this done with. So I so Kevin and I are like, okay, I think we should just get started. Cantor does the whole nine yards, right? She but this does not last ten to fifteen minutes. This goes on for fucking ever. It felt like that. We are four no, it doesn't feel like it. It's true. We are forty five minutes in and she's like, ah akanakate. And I'm like, uh she didn't have a lovely voice, by the way. And I do like those for some reason I do like those like when they sing in Hebrew, it, it, something about that really, I don't know, it's interesting Touches to me. you? It doesn't touch me, necessarily, <laughs> not at a funeral, but there's something there, right? <laughs> so the cantor's doing the whole nine yards, blah, 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 blah. And then the cantor goes, you know, unfortunately, not everybody could make it today, but we've had a few people email in. And I'm thinking to myself, is this really an episode of the commercial break? <laughs> now people are emailing in. <laughs> And then she reads the emails. She read the e- oh, she read wow. the emails, and then Irving's son gets up. Oh, Poor guy. Yeah, it's obvious he had never been on a microphone before. Never, and he's only in front. He's just talking to Kevin and I. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's all he's talking to. Kevin and I. My mom and him came together. They know each other well, right? And I know this guy. He's I've seen him a couple times. We met. He's we're friendly. <clears throat> I just hope that when I die. My kids have something additional to say <laughs> because poor Irving's son, this is what he said. Some people remember my father as a nice guy, but he was a businessman and he was a really, really tough business guy. Uh, when I was young, he rented an additional apartment in our building for his art projects and he would often spend nights there <laughs> i'm thinking to myself oh my God. he's just telling us that irving spent no time with him so but then the third thing he says which is so strange he's like a lot of people didn't know my father's artsy side he one time took me to see a movie in the west you know west side uh village uh he took us to see a movie about insects that got brains and ruled the world and killed all the humans. What? That ended up winning an Oscar. Oh. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> all of us are like, uh, wait, hold on, that's the right one. All of us are like, yeah, I can uh, imagine. Uh, <laughs> so listen. So his son's kind of works his way through the little bit of eulogy. Then he also reads two emails, one of which is like two sentences long. Sorry, I couldn't be there. Like, who are you telling? It's like, dear Irving, sorry, I couldn't be there. Dear Irving. Dear Irving? Irving can't hear you. Was it like an automated response? Do you think? Yes. Like an email that was there? Like an out of office, yes, but out yes, of universe? I'm sorry, I can't be there. Out of breath? <laughs> Instead of out of office, out of breath, <laughs> out of heartbeats, <laughs> won't be back for a while. <laughs> so, uh, so okay, so we get done with that part, and then the cantor says something that's just lovely. I just thought it was lovely what she said. She said, and now we do one last thing for a mensch. We do one last favor for a mensch that he can never repay. We help him with his transition to the next phase. From ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I now invite Irving's son to come put some dirt in the grave. Yes, I've seen that done. But before that, she gives us cue to the two uh, people who are waiting to lower the two maintenance guys. Say maintenance guys, facility guys. Yeah. That are waiting to lower Irving into the grave. From the escalator, the coffin escalator. The coffin escalator, the casket Mm -hmm. escalator. Mm Mm-hmm. So now I want you to imagine you've never seen a coffin escalator, and I know you have. It's been in movies and stuff. It, the, the coffin is sitting over the open grave. There is a pile of dirt next to it on a piece of wood, and then there are straps underneath the casket. You then press a button, and those straps lower, supposedly evenly, down into the grave. <laughs> you already know what's coming. Supposedly. Supposedly. But that's 
plan worked out with Irving. <laughs> he presses the button. He goes over. One guy stands on one side. One guy stands on another. I don't see any motor attached to this thing, but I'm like, okay, I guess it just works like that. He presses a button and pulls a little lever, and the thing starts slowly going down. But what's happening is, is that one side is moving a little quicker than the other. And Irving, even before he goes down into the ground, the, the casket is turning over on his side. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I can't see this. I don't want to see this. Please don't let that happen. Please don't let this happen. It's going to be really the funny. The yeah. No, 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 no. It didn't, but it was getting to the point where it was about to. Because oh it was almost, it was sitting at like a 45-degree angle. And finally, the facility guy stopped it, and he's trying to make it work. I don't know how, but they managed to get him down into the, into the grave. But then they have to take the straps out. And they can't get the straps oh. out. So for 15 minutes, 15 minutes, they are literally shimmying and shaking this casket trying to get these straps out from under it. To the point where one of the guys had to go into the grave. Oh, no. He was leaning. One guy was holding his feet. And he was down in the grave, hanging by his feet. And the guy was trying to get the strap oh, no. out. It was awful. Awful. God. This is out of a movie. And you could hear the cancer going, oh, oh dear, no. God. <laughs> dear God. And my mom, ah! <laughs> I look at Kevin and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Meanwhile, y'all are sweating oh, profusely. Oh, we're just dying. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I just gave up. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't even want to go into my own car. I don't need air conditioning. I just need to get to a shower. So eventually they do manage to get the straps off. And, you know, the thing is, is that the facilities guys, this is probably not their first rodeo with something happening wrong. Right. So they are very quiet and they're not talking to each other, sharing what's going on. <laughs> they're just being quiet. You know, you can hear them occasionally whisper to each other, like, you know, grab my legs. I'm going in. <laughs> but they get the straps out. They pull these straps up. And then so then the, the cantor goes, OK, now I'd like to invite, you know. Irving's son does throw some dirt on the grave. Irving's son goes over and he just, I, I think maybe it was one of the first times he'd used the shovel, right? But he, he and you know, there's people like that. Like, I, I'm not exactly, you know, Tim the Tool Man Taylor either. So, <laughs> so he goes and he starts, you know, digging some of this dry dirt and he finally gets some and pours a scoop over. And then he digs in again and he pours another scoop. And then a third time, and he pours another scoop. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, three's the charm, third time's the charm. <laughs> He's just going to fill the grave but up. But Chrissy, he keeps going. <laughs> he keeps going. <laughs> By the time he gets to like the 10th or 11th scoop, the cantor <laughs> walks over to him and taps him on the shoulder. That's and she's enough. like, that's good. That's, that's good. good. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And he walks over with the shovel and he hands it to Kevin. And he's like, yeah, it's. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not even supposed to be at the funeral. Now you want me to throw mud on his casket? No, 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 no. No, no, It's your no. turn now. No! <laughs> I don't want to do that. So he hands it to Kevin, and Kevin looks at me, and I'm like, I don't know, I guess. Kevin goes. Now Kevin doesn't know how many scoops to throw because Irving's son put in 30. How many are we supposed to do? Does he expect us to fill it up together? Are we taking turns? So we throw a couple, Kevin throws three, appropriately, three scoops in there. Three. And I'm thinking to myself, three's the trick. That's the charm. One is kind of dismissive. You're like, ah, fuck you. Here's a, here's a, here's a scoop. Two is like a half-ass job. You're like, ah, you know, I guess I'll dump a little extra. It's like, a, it's like supersize me. Okay, here's a little extra. But if you do three, you've paid attention to the chore. Yeah, the yeah. task at hand has been completed appropriately. <laughs> right? So I go and I do three. But on the third one, I get a rock on the shovel. But now I don't want to be fooling with mud while I'm sweating, drenched in sweat at some poor guy's funeral. So I throw the third one on there and all you hear is... <laughs> And I'm like, oh, fuck. He said the rock. It went right through the casket. It didn't, but I'm just saying. It made the it biggest thud. Yeah, it was. 
denting nothing. This was like a plywood casket. I don't know. I mean, hey, listen, I agree. Why spend $50,000 on a fucking casket? Yeah, I mean, you're going to get eaten by worms anyway. Just let it happen. The quicker, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, okay. So I get done with my three. The lovely cantor wraps it up with another 15 minutes of singing and prayer. And then she goes, that concludes the official service. And I'm thinking, please don't let there be an unofficial part of this service. Right, the after party. That concludes this, this part of the service. Kevin goes to Irving's son, hey, uh, I got these flowers. You mind if I, uh, you mind if I put them in there with, with your dad? And he goes, no, don't do that. <laughs> he takes the flowers from Kevin and he puts it up against the gravestone. <laughs> He's like, no, and, don't do that. And then the cantor's like, while, while he's putting, while he's back over there around the gravesite, the cantor goes, well, thank you everybody for coming. And Irving's son starts shoveling again. Oh no, he thought he was had to be the one to do I it. I don't know, or maybe he's just like, fuck you, dad. Like, here's some more. Like, I'm gonna put you in the grave. I don't know. Or maybe he just felt like I like he just wanted an extra moment with his dad. <laughs> yeah, like you know these things are highly yes, personal, and you are. never know. And, and I'm not saying Irving was a bad dad. I don't, please don't misunderstand me. I'm telling a, <laughs> a story for the commercial break. But you know it was it was lovely in its own very personal way. But it was funny as an outsider of coming course. in to see this in weird <laughs> service that just happened. And then the poor son is just sitting there filling his dad's gravesite in. I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's two guys right here that are about to do that with an right. actual truck. Like, they're going to do that for you. Yes. It's part of the price. Right? It's part of the package. I almost felt like saying, do you want some help? <laughs> I, bet we get this to, I, bet, yeah, I bet we get this done quickly if we just do it together. So did your mom ride back in the limo? My mom rode back in the limo and you... It, you uh. Chrissy. Oh my God. As soon as, now we've been there for an hour and a half. We're supposed to have been there for 15. And my mom even told me this. It's not, you're only going to be there for 15 minutes, honey. Just come stop by and say hello. Say hello to who? <laughs> who am I saying hello to? You? <laughs> I mean, I get it, but you yeah, know, I, I've yeah. now been there for an hour and a half. It's been, it's been long, way longer than anybody expected we were going to be there, right? <laughs> an hour and a half. Actually, I think it was more closer to two hours. We were there for a long time. And then we have to get my mom back in. And I know for a fact this is going to be another half-hour project. We got to get my mom in. Well, you should have seen this limo driver. This limo driver <laughs> literally tried to put my mom on her back. And my mom is no small <laughs> woman. Literally tried to shove my mom in by putting her on her back and throwing her Why in. Why didn't you guys take her mom? We tr- well, she, here's the problem. She can't get into our cars. Oh, she can't get into no, your No, she needs it. Like, she, you, there's only a couple cars that she can get yeah. into because of her mobility issues, right? And so it was... It, but... I didn't think the limo was any better. I would have rather her try and step up into my big truck than try and get down into the limo. But at that point, the limo's paid for, and Irving's son wants to go hang out. The after party, I guess. I don't know. Oh, well. Well. Yeah. But this is... You're a good son. I am a good son. And uh, I'd like to make that known throughout the land, throughout the podcast universe. I... Just have to let you know, please either let my funeral be a complete party of epic proportions or let it be an absolute shit show like this. So at least you can <laughs> squeeze some hilarity out of it yes. here on the show. Absolutely. And, and don't wait around for me. Find somebody else to do the commercial <laughs> break with. There's plenty of good suitors. Probably anybody would be better than me. But I have to tell you that I was so just... Not only did I think it was funny, not only was I dumbfounded by the whole thing, but then I was a little bit mortified at everything that just went down. It was hard to (laughs) process actually leaving. I've been to a lot of funerals. Not a lot, but I've been to, you know, we've all been to funerals. You get to a certain age and that's all you start doing is going to funerals. (laughs) There's no more weddings. It's all funerals now. But you go there and you expect, there's just a certain expectation of like how it's all going to go down. The part that I felt the most bad about was... And, and I realized, by the way, Irving was not, is not native to Atlanta. He's buried here because his first wife is here. <laughs> she bought the package. Well, I noticed that he was being buried next to her. Wow. So they were in a dual gravesite together, right? And I just felt so That's awful for my mom. Also, the canter, like, the only thing she talked about was the lovely relationship that him and his first wife had. <laughs> and my mom's in the back sitting there, and I'm like, hey, guys, come on. But I do have to tell you, like, just burn me, 
to a crisp yeah. and then have a party. Mm-hmm. Literally drink my that ashes. That is what I will do. That's what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Because I want the same. Yeah. Why are we yeah. why are we going through all of this? And I understand <laughs> it's like traditions, and he was a little bit of an older gentleman. And I do understand why a lot of people couldn't show because they're in New York or other places that he's lived. Yeah. And it's not exactly Dear Irving, sorry I can't yeah, make it. Dear Irving, <laughs> sorry I can't make it. They were literally RSVPing to his funeral. <laughs> But what was amazing to me about all of this is learning that his first wife, 28 years ago, planned this for him. Yeah, that's, and that's odd. A it little. got executed to the T. Every wish and desire that she had got incorporated into this service, including almost tipping over the casket. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid, of course. Yeah, she might have paid for that, too. Hey, you she never added know. That. She, yeah. she amended the package after they got divorced. That's an extra that's an extra twenty dollars. <laughs> it's an extra twenty dollars to have the casket escalator break while you're lowering yes. your loved one down in there. Actually, you know what? That's how I want to go. Burn me to a crisp and have me in a little, you know, uh, what do you what do you call this? Urn. Urn. But what I would like is pretend as if I was actually put in a casket. Uh. Have a crappy, crickety old pot plywood yeah. box made, and then someone push it over halfway through the service and have like a doll of Frankie B roll out or a sex doll. Have a sex doll roll out. This is how Brian would have wanted to be remembered. Yes. Like a yes. sex doll. I will do it. Oh, God. Brian. Ooh. Men want to be him, women want to be with him. That's He's right. amazing. And if you don't invite the British fluffer to my funeral, you fail. That's all I got. He lives in New York. I don't know if he can. I want him to give the eulogy. (laughs) Have him give the eulogy. All right, got it. You want to write my eulogy? TCBpodcast.com. I dare you. I invite it, actually. I want you to go to TCBpodcast.com. All the audio, all the video, right there from one location. Hit the contact us button. Send us a message. Write me a eulogy. I actually, I'll read it on air. I think that'd be funny. Um, also, if you'd like your What Would Frankie Do sticker, those are our brand new stickers. Series 3 just came out. We have them available now. Send us your physical address, and every week or so we drop some in the mail. So if you want to be a part of that next round, send in your physical address. They're just off in creation right now. Yes, they will they're be. being created. They're <laughs> off in creation. I sent them off for creation. Yes. Uh, 855-TCB-8383. That's 1-855-TCB-8383. Toll free. Anywhere in the world. Comments, questions, concerns, content, ideas. We never spam. We always respond. Hit us up at 855-TCB-8383. At the commercial break on Instagram. TCB Podcast on TikTok and YouTube.com slash the commercial break. Do us a favor. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to 5,000 before the end of the year, but I'm going to need at least, I'm going to need most of you to do it twice if we're going to get to 5,000. <laughs> all right, Chrissy, I guess that's all I can do for I today. I think so. But I'll tell you that I love you. And I love you. And I'll say best to you. And best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, dearly departed that we meet. <laughs> We always say we do say and we must say goodbye.